Here is the question and answer episode of the podcast. Thanks to everyone that submitted a question. If I didn't get to your question, I'll be doing another one of these. Um, I guess as soon as I feel there's enough um, need for it. So feel free to resubmit then. Um, I also encourage you to check out the guest calendar on the website, theselfmadepodcast.com. I've got some guests lined up for the the future, the the distant future, but the future nonetheless. Um, as I start to make my way back west, um, as a lot of you guys know, I'll be moving back to Vegas fairly soon. So I'm going to stop by, uh, chat with a few people on the way. And then the main reason for the move is to have a bunch of my West Coast friends on. So I've slowly started adding some of them to the guest calendar. I'll be adding more here in the next coming days and weeks as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If there's anyone that you really, really want me to have on, please let me know. Um, Send me a DM or whatever. And also, I'm trying out some new intro music. Just kind of getting bored with the old one that I had. So... I found this song through uh, Blake Shipman. Um, it's uh, Josh Sally. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, anyway, it's Walk On By, and good luck finding it because when I heard it on Instagram, I couldn't find it anywhere. It's on SoundCloud as um, Walk On By, but it's like no account or something is the name of the account. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, if you want the song, let me know. I'll... Uh, I'll send it to you or be glad to help you find it. And thanks to Josh for allowing us to use this. Uh, definitely check him out on Instagram. It's just Josh, S-A-L-L-E-E on Instagram. Uh, check out his stuff. He's on YouTube. Seems like a cool dude. But um, without further ado, here we go. I'm sick of breadcrumbs on the plate Head wrong from the straight Bunk every day of these punks pressing play I can't get into that We live in the laugh and represent the middle of the map Blow by no lie, no guy Flow like no, I got my own style Hey folks, thanks for tuning in This is the uh, the first question and answer And I'd like to do more of these Um if, if there's a need for it, if you guys have questions, I do get some repeat questions. You know, the same question comes up a few times, usually through uh, Instagram DM. This time, no one had asked any of those questions, and I'm not just going to throw those in there. But I think in the future, it would probably be useful to, uh, to avoid having to, to answer the same way every time. But we'll just jump right in. Um, the first question is from Josh Martin. Josh says, how do you manage to soak up as much information out of a podcast? Example, listening while multitasking and also just listening. Thanks heaps. Love your work. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the compliment. So that does get tricky. Um, With the work that I'm doing now, for the most part, uh, it's something I kind of do by myself. Had my headphones in for most of the day. And I do spend the the majority of that time listening to podcasts. However, if I get to a point mentally where I'm just I'm not able to retain information, I'll either switch, um, I'll turn off an informative podcast and switch to a more entertainment based where I'm nothing that I really need to retain, or I'll just go to music. 
Um, but one thing I'll do is I always have a pen or pencil or something handy. So I will whip out a piece of paper and either put a very short cliff note, uh, very, very short. And if I can remember, I'll, uh, I'll jot down the time and just write down the name of that podcast. And then I can go back and look at those or listen to those whenever I need to do so. Um, and as far as like flying from the seat of your pants, it is hard. Um, oftentimes I, I just try to focus on the main points. You know, if, if you can't retain all of the details, get the main points. Uh, and if I really don't have time, but it's really, really good information, I will just take a screenshot really quickly because I listen to my podcast exclusively from my phone, not from the computer or anything else. So I'll just take a screenshot, which captures the name of the podcast. You know, it usually has the guest in it and, uh, and shows you the time as well. So I'll know what to go back to there to, uh, to start listening. Uh, the next question was from, uh, from my good buddy, Aiden, who's over in Australia. He says, when are you coming to visit Australia? So if I could only pick one place in the world that I would like to go visit where I've never been, it would hands down be Australia. However, it's, it's spread out across the entire, you know, all of Australia because I've met some people through online or people like Aiden. Uh, I met Aiden here a few years back. He, uh, he came to the States to race Supercross, and I was fortunate enough to befriend him. And we had some good times, had a lot of fun in that area. Um, so I've met some other people in a similar way from Australia, all really, really good people. I've never met anyone that I didn't like from there. And there's a lot of people on Instagram that follow me or hit me up from there that are super, super cool. So I would like to make that happen. Uh, for one, making the time to do it because I wouldn't want to do a short trip. I'd want to do a little bit longer trip. So then you run into the financial aspect as well. But Aiden, I would like to make that happen sometime soon, buddy. And you're definitely at the top of the list of people that I would like to hang out with when I get there. Um, the Locks Hair Wax Company, the uh, the guys that I get my hair products from, asked, favorite personal handgun? That's pretty simple for me. Um, I don't let myself get too tied up in that world only because I'm really, really bad about wanting to have the best, you know, once I do research and find out, you know, what the best, no matter, not just with, with firearms, but with anything, with this podcasting equipment, with anything on the market, anything I'm buying, you know, I, I want the best right out of the gate, especially after I've researched and I find out how much better it is than what I could probably make do with. Uh, that being said, I'm a big Glock fanboy. I, I really like Glocks. Uh, I like the way they look. I like the way they function. I like how simple they are. And I like that I can beat on it. You know, mine, uh, my favorite would be the uh, Glock 19. And it's the one that I have now has taken a beating and still works great. You know, I'm a fan of spray paint, you know, whether it's on a, a handgun, AR or whatever. I just kind of like the look. I'm not into shiny, you know, and I know that's a lot of people's things. They want the, you know, with whatever it is, you know, I, I look at most of the things I use as tools. And when I see them in a shiny, perfect state, sometimes it bugs me like pocket knives, anything like that. So anyway, getting back to your question, the Glock 19 for sure. Chaz Moon asks, what's your favorite day of the week? Um, man, that's, 
That's a very simple question, but also a really good question. Um, I don't have any days of the week that I dislike. However, if I had to choose a favorite, I would probably say Sunday. I try to make it a point not to work on Sundays unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, I was raised that way for religious reasons, and my reasons have, have since changed. But uh, it would be Sundays because Sundays are kind of my earlier part of the day is uh, reset, you know, just kind of unwinding from the week, the weekend, whatever I had going on. And I don't go out much. I don't do a lot of crazy stuff. So I don't really need a lot of time to recover. Um, It's just a good day to, I just wake up in a good mood almost every Sunday. Uh, I, I chill out earlier in the mornings uh, I've recently started doing uh, Muay Thai with my buddy Blake. We do uh, private lessons at his gym on Sunday. That's probably another reason I enjoy Sundays is I'm I'm looking forward to that every Sunday. I, that's something that I really enjoy doing. And then immediately after that, like literally as soon as we get done, I jump in the truck and I head over to hot yoga, which is a good compliment after doing training like that is to be able to stretch and definitely unwind and I've talked about it before um, on a few episodes I believe but for me the yoga has been a mental thing as much as a physical it's it's a reset for my brain Uh, I've gotten better at being able to leave things that are outside of that yoga studio outside the door when I when I go in there and only think about the the things that I set my mind to think about, which I found really beneficial. So if nothing else, just having that for an hour is really good. I find that when I come out, I feel good. Uh, My head is clear. I feel ready to attack the week. So then I try to make my Sunday nights the same thing, preparing for the week ahead, whether that's scheduling or, you know, anything I can set up for Monday that will help Monday run a little smoother. So I'm going to go with Sunday for that. Uh, Another question, and when I put this out there, I put if you wanted your name read to uh, to just sign at the bottom just so I know. Um, No name was put on this one, so I won't won't say the name. But uh, how did you transfer your passion into a career? And the short answer would be that I haven't. And what I mean is I've got a lot of passions. Obviously, this is really, really high ranking up there. And although I've been approached by several different sponsors and I've worked with a few different companies doing sponsorships, that was more so for me to test the waters and kind of get a feel of what kind of reach the show has at any given time. Um, so I've, I've declined most sponsorship opportunities at this point, which would be the main way to monetize a podcast is through sponsorships. And I've done that only because I know I have a lot of growing to do and I'm really big on over delivering. I, I, if a company gives me money to talk about their products on this show, for one, it has to be something that I would either use something I believe in something that I know to be good and also something that I think the listeners would appreciate too, you know, that kind of fits in. And I talk about a lot of things, so I would hope that the demographic is, is pretty well spread out, you know, through a bunch of different types of people. But anyway, until then, um, I don't really monetize this very much at all. And that is the end goal. Um, 
is to make this a full-time thing. And for that to happen, it has to, you know, generate revenue enough so that, you know, it, it pays for itself and I'm able to live on that money as well to be able to put all my time into it. But that's a good question because that kind of gives me a segue into how I'm turning this passion into a career. And it's not really easy because this is this because it doesn't generate money or, you know, I don't choose to let it generate money at this point. You have to bring money in. So whatever's bringing money in has to be priority one. And this has to be put on the back burner. And that's where a lot of people kind of get confused. You know, it's rarely ever is there a, a business or a startup or any kind of passion that you're looking to turn to a career. Rarely ever is there an opportunity to just jump right in and make that transition and start earning enough income to keep your head above water right out of the gate. All the people that I know that have started businesses, and I've got some friends with some very, very successful businesses, that it's still a side thing. Um, I think the the general rule that most people would agree with is that once you lose money by going to work, and this is on a consistent basis, this isn't say you've got some kind of online store and you just have a really good day, more so than what you earned at your day job. This is, you know, say a three month, four month, even six month period where you're making more on your side business than you are by going to work then I think that's a safe time to transition into something else. But um, as with one of the side businesses that I have that's very profitable, if I was being honest with myself, I still have enough. It doesn't consume enough of my time so that I couldn't work a, a full-time job even. So I would say be objective with yourself there too and decide You know, if it's, it's an Etsy store or something that you sell from there is is this something that I could continue to do both? Um, and unless you just really, really dislike your job or something, I think if you're able to generate two incomes without killing yourself or without being unhappy, I would do that for almost as long as possible. Or you'll kind of know when it makes sense to say, okay, well, I, I need to stop dedicating time to the other thing. So the next question is from Sam. I'm struggling to keep motivation while trying to lose weight and not seeing any results. Um, so since you asked about motivation and not about how to lose weight, which is good, I don't, I don't claim to be the guy to, to help you there. Um, I'm going to stick with the motivation aspect. And I would also say that you need to remind yourself how long it took to put on that weight that you're trying to lose versus the amount of time that you have in trying to lose that weight. Because a lot of times those two are very different numbers. You know, I'll see people that have over the course of several years put on unwanted weight. And then after two months, three months in the gym, sometimes not even that long, they start to get discouraged. And I heard an analogy that I really like um, and think applies to a situation just like this. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. I, I, I'm sure I'm leaving out some details. But the example was, if you have a block of ice and you're trying to melt that ice, that ice is, let's say it's at 25 degrees. It may take you a good while to get that ice up to 31 degrees. 
And the amount of time you've spent getting it from 25 to 31, you haven't seen any difference at all. But that doesn't mean that that time or effort was wasted because you had to get it to 31 degrees before you could get it to 32. And that one degree is when you start to see results, but all that other effort, you know, getting it up to 31 had to be done. It was just as important, just as necessary, even though you weren't seeing the results. And I would say if you could look at your weight loss journey that same way, even when you're not seeing results, as long as you're putting in the work, you're eating the right stuff, you're doing everything that you should, don't worry about the results. As long as you're working towards the goal, you'll eventually get there. So don't get discouraged. Um, Like I said, I'm not the nutrition person. I'm not the weight loss person, but I do know some. So if you hear this and you don't have anyone helping you, I'd be glad to put you with a friend of mine, you know, that can do some consulting or, you know, help you with your diet or whatever. Uh, The next one was unsigned. What supplements do you swear by and what others do you find to be beneficial? So I'll start by saying that there are a lot of supplements that I really like. Now, with that said, there's very few. um, Only one comes to mind that I take without fail. And oddly enough, I say it comes to mind, uh, that supplement is Alpha Brain. That's a, uh, it's a nootropic, which is like uh, vitamins for your brain. The, the one that I take is called Alpha Brain. It's made by Onnit. Um, I don't get anything from them. They've never sent me anything. They don't sponsor yet. That would be awesome. If you know someone at Onnit or whatever, and they're looking to get involved, that's definitely a, a company that I would sponsor with. I believe in what they're doing. But anyway, it's a nootropic, which improves your cognitive function. And that's one of the things that I really like to be sure that I take. Um, Sometimes I'll take double the dose. It's not something you can overdose on. I don't guess. I mean, it's kind of pricey. I don't think you would go too crazy. But um, I like to double up on days that I'm doing my podcast. And that's because I feel that my memory recall is a lot sharper. Um, I just... I genuinely feel, even if it's a placebo, which is a real measurable thing, uh, I genuinely feel that it helps my brain operate better. And uh, I mentioned it to a, a friend of mine, Sarah, who's on the podcast, who's a wellness consultant, and she's very, very smart about a lot of different supplements, knows her stuff. And I had asked her about it. She said, well, no, I'm not familiar with that, but... Um, I know of, you know, supplements that improve brain function. And I happen to have some in my bag. I try to keep some in in my truck, uh, in the house, just that way in in case I don't take it before I leave. I've always got some handy. And I asked her what those things were. And I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm not that smart. And they haven't allowed me to become that smart. But um, she started naming off the, the things that were good for brain function And like the first three or four things she said were the first three or four ingredients that are in Alpha Brain. So that made me feel a lot better. Um, I believe in supplements I've taken throughout the the course of years. I mean, I've lifted weights on and off since middle school, uh, done various physical activities, uh, training, sports, different stuff like that. And I found a lot of things that have worked, but 
it gets super expensive super fast because you keep adding things and adding things and adding things and before you know it you're at three four you know i know people that spend 500 bucks or so a month on just gnc type products i mean you've got creatine you've got amino acids you've got all this different stuff and i do think it makes a difference but i think as long as you're hitting the the important things which is the nutrition from food and you're hitting your workouts or whatever conditioning that you may be doing as long as you're hitting those you're probably fine. I mean, to me, the supplement thing is to just give you that little bit of edge when everything else is is as sharp as it can be. It just kind of pushes you to that little bit of next level. Uh, I mentioned creatine. I've taken creatine. I like it. It did, you know, it's supposed to increase your strength. It's definitely increased my strength. I took it in high school when I was lifting for football. It helped then. I've taken it, you know, as recently as a few months ago, a year ago or so, it helped then as well. Uh, A lot of people complain about water weight with it. I didn't experience that. Um, I won't get into the mechanics of of how that, all that stuff actually works. Um, But I mean, I enjoyed creatine. Uh, I really like branch chain amino acids, especially in the form of desiccated liver. There's a company called uh, Unilever. I think, or Uni is the company, and then the product is Unilever. Anyway, if you type in that on uh, Amazon or whatever, it'll come up. They're big, giant, like, horse-sized-looking pills. Uh, They smell like they're pretty rough to swallow. They smell pretty bad, but um, I felt really good when I took them. You know, just an overall feeling of, of wellness. Uh, and again, I don't want to get into all the details and mechanics of everything it does. If you're interested, you can look it up. Another thing that I really believe in and just don't take as often as I should, I just miss it or don't think about it, is fish oil. And I do that primarily for my joints. There's a lot of other studies out there for benefits of heart health and, and you know helping your vision. Helping, I, I take it primarily for my joints, and it's one of those things that I honestly don't notice a difference when I'm taking it. I notice the difference when I've been consistent about taking it and then I stop taking it. Like my joints, I feel that I'm pretty in tune with my body and my joints, my knees specifically, almost feel a little more dried out when uh, when I don't take those. Uh, which reminds me of another one is this CBD that I talk about a good bit. I take, uh, it's a daily dose syringe. I just take a little under my tongue. Um, it does a lot of things, but I, I take it as, you know, somewhat of a, a pain management. I'm never in like pain, pain the majority of the time, but I usually have some kind of either a little bit of something in my knees or my lower back or just something that's nagging. It seems to take the edge off of that. It helps with my sleep. Um, there's just, just a ton of good benefits from that. So that is one that I try to take every day. I may miss a day here or there, but for the most part, I'm taking that every day. Next question is from Jackson M. I'm 16. You're 16. You're listening to this podcast. I don't know if that's your parents probably (laughs) wouldn't be happy about that, but I'm 16 and I work a job I don't enjoy. I didn't choose to get this job. My parents made me get one, and this is the job that I ended up with. Well, good on your parents. Um, It's hard to do a good job 
because it's not an exciting or cool place to work. What should I do? Um, again, man, great on your parents for forcing you to get a job and get off your ass. Um, I got a cell phone when I was able to pay the cell phone bill. And that's not to say that I'm sure my mom had to pay it some or help me out or, you know, lend me some money or something, I would imagine. Um, but anyway, same thing with gas. I mean, every once in a while, somebody would throw me a bone, but I, you know, I didn't get anything until I was able to work for it. So good on your parents for teaching you that. I think that's important because I have friends who, uh, I had this conversation with a good friend of mine not long ago and he was kind of handed everything and he, he agrees that it made life harder when things stopped getting handed and he realized at an older age, like, oh wait, you mean most people don't have this amount of extra income to spend and can't buy basically anything they want or you know get anything they want. It was it was a harder reality check for him at a later age. But no matter how much you enjoy that job or don't enjoy that job or care about that job, just know that that job is extremely important, especially being your first one. Because what you're doing with that job, Jackson, is you are setting up habits that you're going to take with you to the next job. And I'm going to be honest, bro, that next job probably at 16, that next job probably won't be the one that you want either, but it will be one that you, you probably enjoy more. But like I said, you're setting up habits that you're going to take with you. And that's why it's important to do that job better than anyone that's ever done it, no matter how much you care about it. Cause think if you can do the best job that you can possibly do at something that you don't care about or something that you dislike. Imagine when you finally do get that job, man, what kind of work ethic that you've instilled in yourself by doing this. Um, I mean, do all the extra stuff. So if, if you're, you didn't say where you're working or what the job is, I don't know what all you're allowed to do at 16 or, or whatever. I would imagine maybe it's a, a Chick-fil-A or something like that. But so look around at uh, at your coworkers and then think about your job description and the duties that go with that job. And then look at the things that they want to do the least, the things that everyone agrees sucks and they hate. And I want you to be that person that's doing that, especially every time your boss or upper management happens to be looking because that's the kind of stuff that gets noticed. Uh, you need to learn to be there on time, all day, every day. Don't be that person that's always rolling in right when you know it's time to be there or five minutes late. Um, also, don't leave early. You know, a lot of people will find an excuse of why they need to bounce, which is usually just that—an excuse. Uh, don't call in. I mean, if it's absolutely necessary, then yeah, by all means, call in. But if you don't have to be off that day. Again, you're setting up habits. So the more you do that where you just call in because you're not feeling it, you're setting up that that way of thinking in your head that when you don't feel like doing something, you don't have to do it. And that's going to set you up for failure, not just in your next job, but in other aspects of life. You also need to pay attention while you're there. 
learn other things. So whatever the next job above yours is, whether you're going to be there long enough to do that or not, you need to kind of learn, watch, and see what they're doing. That way, if the time comes where that position opens up or there's a person out and they need you to cover, you're already kind of ahead of the game. And what you're doing also is you're turning it into a game just to be the best employee that you can be. And trust me, man, as long as you work at a, a, even a decent place, that will, that will get noticed. That will get you noticed. That will help you move up. That will help you earn more money. Um, help, help other people that you work with. You know, even if what their job is isn't the same as your job. If you've got everything handled or it doesn't, it's not going to hurt you to step away for five minutes to go help them, go help them in their job. They're more likely to come help you in yours. And like I said, these are all skills that will help you land the job that you do want. And then when you land that job, all of these skills are what's going to move you up the ladder. So that would be my advice for that. Next question is, Greg, where all have you lived? What's been your favorite? Where would you like to travel to? Well, Greg, that's three questions, man. You're getting kind of greedy. Um, But since we didn't have that many questions, I'll, I'll roll with all three. So I have lived, I was born and raised in South Carolina in Anderson. Uh, I currently live in Greenville and a lot more people know of Greenville. It's just bigger, busier city. Um, anyway, so that's, that's where I was born. That's where I lived the majority of my life. I moved to San Diego for a while. Uh, I lived in Huntington, Huntington Beach for a while. Um, I lived in Vegas for a year or so. Uh, I lived in Northern California for a short time. As far as my favorite, all of those places had a lot of things that were awesome. I mean, it's probably because I've been here the longest and I've developed, you know, friendships from an early age that I still have to this day here. So there's a lot of things that probably sway this, but even without those things, I would almost say that South Carolina is probably my favorite place to live just based on the the scenery you know i mean we've got mountains we've got beaches um everything is green you know there's forests there's fields uh whereas you know southern california didn't really have that uh the desert didn't really have that um i've been to oregon a few times i can definitely see myself living somewhere like oregon i just enjoy mountains and trees and clean fresh air you know and and silence you know, some of the, the cities, you know, I lived on the outskirts of Vegas. So I wasn't like down on the strip or anything. And you could get some silence there. But it's funny, no matter where you were at, you know, there, because there's so many lights, you could always see and just know there's stuff going on. There's no real escape. So I like South Carolina for that reason. Um, anywhere you'd like to travel to, I'm just going to revert back to the first or one of the first questions um, from Aiden, which is the Australia thing. That would definitely be first on my list. Uh, There's others as well. I would love to visit Africa. Uh, I'd like to travel with uh, a photographer. I follow a few on Instagram that post really amazing photos. They'll like set up and stake out, um, watch different groups of animals, whether it be lions or whatever. Just follow them, document what they're doing, take pictures. I would like to kind of tag along for one of those. Uh, I'd love to see Thailand um, or really anywhere in Asia. Um, 
let's see. Those would probably probably be the top ones, um, with Australia being first on the list. Uh, another unsigned question. What time do you wake up and what time do you go to bed? Well, the, the simple answer is whenever I need to. Um, I have no problem waking up as early as I need to, although I don't, I'm not Jocko. I don't favor getting up at, at 4.30 or so. Um, I could if I needed to. I definitely wouldn't want to work out that early. I personally like to give my body some time to wake up and get going. I've worked out on an empty stomach before. I've made it work. However, I feel my best after I've eaten something and also given that time to settle in. But typically, I'm up around 6, sometimes a little earlier, because I like to take my time in the morning. So I like to wake up and actually wake up, not, you know, be hitting snooze or whatever. And B, I like to still lay in bed for about 10 minutes and just set my intentions for the day, meaning what do I have on my plate? What do I want to accomplish? You know, what do I want to check off the list? How am I going to accomplish it? Just a real quick run through of what the day looks like and how I plan to fit all that in and make it all happen. As far as bed, I like to be in bed uh, by 10. I rarely am able to go to sleep by then. I want to get eight hours of sleep. So that's the goal. Uh, The short answer would be whatever allows me eight hours of sleep. Not always the case, but I do like to be in bed by 10 if possible. I have a timer set on my TV. Uh, So as long as I'm home by around six or so, I like to cut it on whether I'm going to watch it or not, because sometimes I'll just put it on in the background. But I have the timer set for four hours. So once that TV has been on for four hours and I haven't done anything with the volume or power and uh, this will be in a, a later episode, a later podcast I want to do, but I don't have a remote that controls the TV. I do have one that controls Netflix and stuff, but it doesn't control the TV and I'll get into why later. But because of that, there's no interaction with the television for four hours it will automatically shut off. So if I'm laying there in bed at 10 o'clock and what I'm watching I'm into, it will just go ahead and cut it off for me so I don't have to think about it. So 6 is usually wake-up time, 10 is usually bedtime, and again, it it changes based on what I've got going on. Um, Colton has a podcast question. I'm brand new to podcasting. I've only recorded two episodes so far. I get extremely nervous right before I start. I'm hoping that goes away with time. Any advice you could give? Um, yeah, man, I was there too. Um, really, I I don't know as of how recent, but fairly recently, I have just kind of settled in to, to the point where I don't really feel that I get nervous before mine. And I guess, too, it depends on if you have guests on or not, if you're solo uh, for me on the solo ones, I'm not nervous as long as I've prepared, as long as I know what I'm going to talk about, even if it's a rant, as long as I've kind of thought through a few things and kind of have a general direction to steer things. Cause that's another big problem. And if you're having guests on, I'm sure you you've, you've run across it or if not, you're going to run across it, man, is that a lot of times you have to steer the ship and that's not taking shots at your guests. That's not taking shots at any of my guests that have been on. It's just, 
a lot of people have never done this, or if they have done it, they haven't done it a lot. So you may throw them a question and they just fire off an answer. You expected some big, long explanation. They just fire off a quick answer and in a way that they're washing their hands of that question. So that may make you have to pry a little deeper or drag a little more out. Or, you know, if you can tell it's just something that they're not comfortable talking about for whatever reason, either a lack of knowledge or just something they'd rather not share, you have to be good with, you know, the next transition. And those are all things that I'm still learning. And like you said, man, it's going to be one of those things that the more you do it, the better you feel. So I would encourage you to just do more. You know, that's it. Just record more episodes and that should go away. Um, one last question, uh, also a podcast question. How do you go about choosing who you have on your show? Um, they didn't sign it, so I won't throw a name. Um, not sure if you're asking for an invite, which has blown my mind. Um, how many people will do that? is invite their self on your show. Hey man, I'd love to be a guest. And maybe I just take it the wrong way, but it, it almost puts me in a bad position in that, I mean, if I'm not interested in having you as a guest, now I have to, to frame that up in a way that doesn't sound bad or explain. And for me right now, it's, it's a lot easier because I'm only doing in-person interviews. So logistically, a lot of times it just doesn't work. But I choose people that I think have something interesting to say or something that others could benefit from hearing. That's why the last episode before this one, I had my buddy Blake on who's already been on, but since then he had developed an injury. He was working through it, not allowing it to stop him. And I thought that was something that would provide value for, excuse me, that would provide value for a lot of the listeners. So, that's just kind of the way I do it. And I am very fortunate in that I know a lot of really cool people doing really cool things. So I probably have a leg up there as well as in most cases, I don't really have much shame. So I will, you know, I guess that's what the, the people that are asking to be on my show, I guess I'm them just from the other side, because I also will just ask whoever I think is interesting, you know, Hey, how can we, uh, how can we make this happen? So that would be the how I choose them. Um, and we'll leave it at that. I don't think you were looking for how to go about asking. If you were, um, feel free to, uh, to DM me on Instagram or whatever and open up more dialogue. And I'll kind of just give you my approach, which I'm not saying is the right approach or the best approach, but it's my approach. So far it's worked for me. You know, I've lined up a good many guests, um, for several months out when I transitioned back out West and reached out to some people that I'd, I would like to call a friend, but maybe we're not that close. Very fortunate that they said, yeah. So I, I, I realized that I have a, a leg up as well as somewhat of a, a platform. You know, fortunately, thanks to you guys, we, we get a good amount of downloads. I get a good amount of traffic to my social media. So it also benefits anyone looking to further themselves in, in those areas as far as getting their voice out as well. Um, but that's it, man. And that's it, guys. That was all the questions that we have. There were a few that I didn't answer. Uh, they were either not, uh, for lack of a better word, not good questions. 
Um, I don't think others would, would benefit from them. I tried to answer those privately if you sent me those. Um, and then there were some that kind of were almost repeats of another question that got asked. So if I didn't answer yours directly, it's because I felt that the answer I gave in another one was good enough. I'd like to do this again, and I will do this as often as I'm able to get enough questions to do a show. So again, I appreciate you guys sending questions. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys sharing. I appreciate everything that you do. You know, it, it matters to me. I mean, because I genuinely, I, I'm taken back when I ask something like that. Like, what questions would you like? When people even care what my opinions are, you know, that that means a lot to me because I, I guess I'm looking from, you know, the inside as to why would people value my opinions maybe. But um, I really appreciate the fact that you do. And thanks to my friends that ask questions. Thanks to the strangers that ask questions. And I'm looking forward to getting your feedback on this. Looking forward to doing this one again in the near future. So if you've got questions, you could probably go ahead and send them and I'll just compile them all. And once I get enough, we'll do another one. Thanks for listening, guys. You've been listening to the Self Made Podcast. If you feel that others may benefit from this podcast, please help spread the word by sharing with friends and leaving us a review. Thank you.